When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Wiz Khalifa will be there too. Okay. What was his big song? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yep, just like that, Dad. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I want to start by welcoming everybody first, but I want to get right to the nitty gritty here because this is in my craw lately. Uh, my neighborhood is is awash in golf carts. And I wonder if anybody else has had this problem. It's an epidemic. And, and first of all, I should point out, I do not live on a golf course. I do not live in a retirement community where half the people don't drive, but they got to get around. I'm in a regular neighborhood and and there's golf carts everywhere every night. There's like five or six golf carts just strolling through my neighborhood on the street. And I'm wondering, does does any, Yeti, have you experienced this? Does anybody, am I alone in this uh, epidemic? Not in my neighborhood, but I do have some questions for you. Is there a community pool in your neighborhood anywhere nearby? No. Okay, so they're not like riding to that. That could make sense to me. My sister-in-law's neighborhood, they've got a center a central area, you know, a community pool for for the for the HOA. Right. And a lot of people will ride their golf carts back and forth to there. That makes a little more sense. Okay. It doesn't sound like it makes any sense for your neighborhood. Now, it can't be street legal, I don't think. Well, technically it is not, but again, okay. I don't know whether or maybe you know, it could be if a moped's legal. Well, I don't think a moped is legal on the street, but what is the street exactly? Does that mean like a highway? Does it mean like a main road where the speed limit is 40? A moped is legal um, on, on the highway anywhere as long as it doesn't go above, I think, 35 miles an hour. You can drive it without a license. Okay. But but because uh, did you know, I think this is true, you can get pulled over for speeding on a bicycle. What? If you are breaking the speed limit on a bike, I think. <laughs> oh, that's you great. Could, theoretically get pulled over i'm not sure if you've been pulled over for for speeding on a bicycle i want to hear about it and i need receipts i need to know that it's true give me your mugshot whatever there well now there's electric bikes right like now i see bikes flying down my street you know like you're not being pedaled but just like a, a motorized bicycles it's crazy what's going on here and Look, if you're not on a golf course, I don't want to see you in a golf cart. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a curmudgeon, but what are you doing? What's the closest golf course to your house? How far of a drive is it? It's probably three miles, two, three miles. That's too far for your golf cart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes no sense, Greg. I, I'm with you for your neighborhood. I've been in your neighborhood. There's no need for golf carts there. That's weird. And, and they're just in, in, in defense of, of the golf carters. You know, they're driving slowly and casually. They're, you know, the dog is in the back and, you know, they're just having a good time. But it, it's just, I don't know. It, it strikes me as a little bit weird. But it makes no sense for the, for your neighborhood. There's no central gathering place right. where their whole neighborhood could just ride their golf carts to right. instead of getting in their cars. And I'm on a cul-de-sac. So they're driving by my house. And then 30 seconds later, they can't hear them over your the loud roar of your Corvette. You're going to back over them one day. <laughs> Well, mostly it's my music in the garage. That's probably why they're driving by, because they enjoy my 
my selection of music. But um, the anyway. local golf cart union comes by to check out the Cody's tunes. That's right. I'm the one who needs to play more golf, and these people are in in, in a golf cart more than I am, and I play golf, which is that's probably why I'm frustrated. But uh, uh, another thing I want to mention real quick because this happened just the other night. I'm a chopstick user, okay, and and I should start a chopsticks anonymous for people who use chopsticks and and get berated and questioned and mocked. I'm tired <laughs> of justifying why I'm using a chopstick because the fork. Right, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah. You and Erlene went out and you were taking too long to eat. And she's like, why are you fiddling with the chopsticks? Well, I didn't think I was taking too long. I eat as fast <laughs> with chopsticks as she does with a, a fork, you know, <laughs> or, or a knife, a fork and knife. I mean, I, I do use a knife to cut things that are too big, but I'm a chopsticker, you know, and, and I'm constantly being mocked. You know, use your fork, but leave me alone. I don't. Are you a chopsticker or a forker? I am, it, it, depending on the mood that I'm in and um and how much time we have. Because I'm I'm slow with them, but yeah, I, I I use them as long as I'm not. If I'm feeling kind of crummy, I'll just yeah go with a fork or spoon or whatever. But like yeah, my normal mood. Like my wife and I tomorrow night we're going to eat Korean, right? And they'll provide us some chopsticks, and I will probably use the chopsticks. I think um, in an in an Asian restaurant, I think it it really does enhance the experience. And honestly, I appreciate it for uh, you know the it, it exercises my digital dexterity. You know, I enjoy that, which is good for for your brain and everything. Yes, as, right. as you are aging, it helps keep things good for you, right? That's right. So anyway, so but <laughs> but the people who look <clears throat> using a chopstick is not a skill. Okay, playing the piano is a skill. Speaking a second language is a skill. Using a chopstick is something that anybody can basically learn by doing it a few times, trial and error. And so for people to act like, oh, look at this guy, hoity-toity, using a chopstick, you know, like it's a big-ass <laughs> deal. It's not a big deal. Just let me use my chopstick. So Arlene won't me. chopstick it. No, God. She is virulently anti-chopstick. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, it, listen, it, it, the, the running joke in my house is that I always offer her the chopstick knowing that she will not take it and she gets she doesn't get the joke she doesn't get the show so she's mad at me for offering her the chopstick just let me use my fork you know (laughs) so it's it's a funny dynamic what about chris is is chris a chopsticker no nobody is in my family wow so it's just you huh yeah just me michael doesn't let you live that down at all i'm sure no they you know and and you know my crowd i mean they all rag me about it and everything it's like (laughs) They see the thing that annoys me is that if you're a chopsticker, you're seen by others as showing off. Right. I'm not showing off. I'm just using chopsticks. Yeah. It, I it just it. It, yeah. I was very it, much against it until I got married, and my wife showed me how, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun." And and there's also a skill process to it. Like anybody can pick up a a little piece of meat, but you know, rice is tougher. Rice and getting getting the noodles. Get if you want to get a nice little noodle wrap around. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, the, the rice is particularly, uh, you know, challenging, but I think that's part of the, the skill of it and the, and the fun in it actually is to uh, pick up different things. But anyway, hey, what'd you do for Valentine's Day, by the way? So Valentine's, uh, I, I got in trouble with my son and him because of that with my wife. So I, I don't do a ton for Valentine's Day, but I do like to do something and I, I do something for my kids as well. Uh, my niece moved in with us recently, so I did something for her as well. Just got them all like, uh, you know, f- I got my niece and my daughter and my wife flowers, got my wife the biggest set and, you know, and then smaller bouquets for my niece and my daughter, um, wrote them a little card and, um, got them. I got my wife some earbuds 
and I got little, you know, stuffed animals for my niece and my daughter. My son, he does enjoy stuffed animals still. He's nine and he, he likes snuggling with them in his bed and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, and I got them all chocolate. So I got my son some chocolate, didn't get him flowers, but I wrote him a card. And, and instead of a stuffed animal though, because he doesn't talk to me about stuffed animals, that's not on my mind when I think of him. I know he enjoys right. them, but he talks to me about Legos, Minecraft, Star Wars, comic book movies and shows, and especially the comic book movies and shows. Okay. So I found the same price as the stuffed animals. And he talks about cars. He loves cars. He collects these um, these cars that we can get at Kroger. He, he likes these little die-cast cars. They're, they're bigger than Hot Wheels. But I found this Doctor Strange Hot Wheels car. I was like, he might really like this. So I got that. Well, apparently he came downstairs and I, I got, I, I hide everything because I love a good surprise. Even though right. they know it's coming, they don't know. I hide it all in the garage. I get the stuff out of the garage. I put it in. I guess I get up for work at, at five these days. And so about wow. five 30 in the morning, I'm bringing stuff in from the garage, getting it set up on our center Island in our kitchen so they can come downstairs and see something nice. Well, my wife comes downstairs and he is playing with my niece's stuffed animal. He saw that and thought it was for him. He didn't oh, my. card. And she was like, oh, no. And when oh, she no. told him it wasn't his, he was so sad. Really? Like, he, was, he was mad at me. He was sad because he wanted to see. Because it, it was, you know, like about a six-inch tall toy. And his Hot Wheels car is, you know, the size of a Hot Wheels car. Right. And I guess size matters. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he, he, I think he got his hopes <laughs> up. All he saw was this little car. So he tried to hold it in. And that night, I find him hiding under a blanket crying. Oh, my gosh. And, he was, and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm afraid to tell you because you'll be mad at me. Oh, I was like, no, man, you can tell me anything. And and he was like, you know how sometimes people do things without thinking about them. Oh God! And I was <laughs> like, dude, did you break something? You know, is it? It's okay if you did. Just tell me what what happened. Well, you didn't really think about me when you got me that car. Oh my God! It's like, oh man! Oh, what a what a guilt trip! Come on! <laughs> and uh, and like. And so I'm trying to talk to him. And so I, so I got him with this. I said, Wilco, you know whose dad never got him anything for Valentine's Day? Mine. Because dads didn't do that for their sons back then. <laughs> and right. then I said, you know whose dad can't get him anything for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Mine. Because he's dead. You played the death card. <laughs> I like it. And my dad's gone. I like that. <laughs> Yes. He, d- he didn't laugh. I did. He did okay. not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would have laughed at that. Sure. Oh, so like it was, it was, I think he's okay now, but it was pretty dramatic. I'm like, really? I didn't think in, for Valentine's Day, I'd be stepping in it because I didn't do the right thing for my son. But right. Yeah. Well, I try to always get him something nice and cool. And this year I just failed at it. And so we go out on either the weekend before or the weekend after. Um, right. So Jane, so Jane and I are going out tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, we just stayed, uh, we stayed at home. I made uh, ribeye steaks and lobster tails. And yeah, we just, uh, we had, uh, which we don't often do. We, we had champagne and wine, which is, so that was a big, uh, a big night in the Cody household. <laughs> wow. Woo! Man. Do you feel that the pressure for Valentine's Day is more on the, on the men than it is on the women? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because- I'm not even complaining, but, it, but, but it is, there is a disparity there. It's a romantic holiday, and you know we're like like I I do send her a, a dozen roses every year, and um you know but in our case you know Christmas comes and then our anniversary is in January, so it seems like one two three you know one after another. So we don't buy each other a, a gift per se. I mean I send her flowers and she gives me 
chocolates or whatever but yeah uh mostly we just either home or in restaurant we just go off for a super nice meal so anyway i hope you all out there had a had a great valentine's and happy yeah. happy and hopefully you didn't make your sons angry <laughs> that's right well that's <laughs> i tell you gift giving is there's pressure there to give there giving. is especially with me because i don't want to talk to them about it beforehand i want to pay attention throughout the year to things they talk about or things that you know things right. that i noticed that Maybe they need or say they, 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 they want, but they never get for themselves. And I try to take note of that and get build a gift around that and surprise right. them. Because to me, the surprise is everything. You could basically get away with not getting me anything as long as I get a good surprise out of what I'm giving to you. And uh, that's a big deal to me. And if you're going to give me a gift, surprise me about it. Don't talk to me about it. Pay attention like I'm trying to do. Yes. Come on. Yes. And, and no, I agree. My wife will talk to my son. What do you want for your birthday? Okay, we'll get you that. I'm like, come on. I know. Leave some mystery. Yeah. Let some I magic to, happen. I have to admit, my wife and I, pre-Christmas, we do exchange lists. So that there's a, a fundamental, this is the five things I'd like. This is the five things you'd like, but you got to right. do, you got to do something um, other than that. You know, you, you just do. Um, I want to have a, a, a couple of quick housekeeping things here just to tidy up things I said last week, um, which I, I often do. I make mistakes and blah, blah, blah. I was saying last week in the episode that um, LeBron's uh, Miami Heat years had zero representation in Nike's tribute video, congratulating him on the all-time scoring record. Well. I had to watch it a few more times to notice a blur of a <laughs> glimpse of LeBron in a white hot heat playoff t-shirt. So I was wrong. <laughs> not even the it, jersey, just a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was wrong. There was not zero rep representation. There actually was about literally one fifth of a second uh, representing LeBron's <laughs> four Miami years. Um, I also want to mention real quick, um, we uh, we we mentioned a lot about Zach Thomas uh, making the Hall of Fame last week, and I was on uh, the Dolphins podcast Fish Tank uh, this week to talk about Zach for an upcoming episode of theirs. So listen out for that and support our friends OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt over there at Fish Tank. And finally, in the ter in terms of housekeeping, um, I'm going to be on Levitard Show Wednesday this week instead of Tuesday, so that Tuesday I can write from the first day of Marlins full squad spring training people think that when when football ends down here uh everything ends but baseball's starting uh mls soccer is starting so uh it, it's exciting now will you will you be on site for the for, for the first day of spring training yes yes we're going Very to nice. jupiter so i'll be flying to another planet uh <laughs> jupiter is actually a, a weird name for a city that's like uh, two hours north of miami so i'll be driving up for that um but uh anyway I just wanted to mention that. Should we expect a uh, not expect a back in my day then because it'll be a Wednesday? No, I, I, you know, back in my day is sponsored by GNC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I am doing a back in my day on Wednesday. I will have one. Okay. Stay tuned, uh, folks. Yeah. I have one in mind. It's a, it's a really weird, maybe the weirdest one I've ever done <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I end up doing that. So, um, uh, I will be doing one Wednesday. Um, a quick RIP. Now, this is Christopher last week on the broadcast. And, and maybe we'll still hear from Christopher at some point in this podcast. He is in Salt Lake City at the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, we sent him there on our own dime. That's right. He's there representing the Greg Cody Show podcast, even though technically he's there representing the Levitard Show. But still, uh, we hope to hear from him. And if we don't, uh, I'll just yell at him next week. But he made fun of me last week for always mentioning like really old people on my podcast, old <laughs> celebrities that nobody else has ever heard of. 
So in keeping with that, Gina Lola Brigida died recently, and now we have lost Raquel Welch. Well, these are women from the bombshell era where sexism, <laughs> where sexism still had the reins. So yesterday. And, and voluptuous women <laughs> as sex symbols, that's right, were a thing. That was really a thing. I mean, Hugh Hefner was the godfather of it all. Uh, and now I am not longing for those days. I'm simply marking <laughs> their demise. Um, and there was actually a phrase from that era when a, a, a wolfish man would see a voluptuous woman walking by and he would go, va, 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 voom. That's right. That was actually a thing. Va, 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 voom. It was cat calling in the 1950s, huh? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so Raquel Welsh, does that name, uh, Yeti, you may be old enough to remember Raquel Welsh, no? No, what, what's funny is it's a name I've heard plenty of times, but and I don't know why my brain went to this, but I pictured her more as like, like, I didn't picture as like the bombshell pinup, like, uh, like, like that, that style from that era. I didn't, right. I, I did for some, I don't know why I pictured her as looking different. Um, I pictured her more as like, if, like for some reason I associated her with like laughing or some quirky comedy person. Right. And I, I don't know why, but when I saw her, I was like, oh dear, I okay. had it all wrong. Wow. <laughs> All right. She was quite gorgeous, Greg. Yes, quite gorgeous. That's right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I, 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 for some reason, always associated her with being more the quirky, you know, goofy type. No, she was uh, definitely in the uh, bombshell era uh, voluptuousness category. Um, Rest in peace, Raquel Welch. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and, and a good actress, by the way. I, you know, I, the, the trouble with uh, being a bombshell, quote unquote, is that um, you're taken for granted, I think. Uh, for anything but your physical appearance, which is always sad then and now. So that's actually um, one of my favorite. That, that that's one of my favorite songs. Probably top three favorite songs from Dolly Parton is "Dumb Blonde." Yeah, um, how she plays on that whole. You know, you look at my image, you probably discount the way I look. You know, you know, but but um, just because I'm blonde, don't mean I'm dumb. Because this old blonde ain't nobody's fool. Right. That exactly. that song is when I fell in love with her. When I heard that song, I was like, she is the greatest person to have ever lived. That song is brilliant, brilliant turn of phrase, and yeah, yeah. Well, she's brilliant, and I'm I'm so glad. You know, she initially rebuffed uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, saying I'm not a rock and roll artist. But she eventually relented and accepted going in, and that sort of segues to uh, me and the wife seeing Jimmy Buffett the other night. How many times is this for you? Oh, I think we've seen him over the years. He's a guy we've seen for decades. Over the years, I would say we've seen him at least 10 or a dozen times, but not she, for a while. She's a bigger fan than you are, right? Yeah, I would say so. But I like him. Make no mistake. Now, um, a couple of years ago, the pandemic was like at its height, like artists weren't touring. And so I reached out to, to Jimmy Buffett's people quote unquote, to try to get him on the podcast. Just as a long shot, I, I um, the the Miami Herald music critic, Howard Cohen, was kind enough to give me a contact for him. And I reached out to his contact and she got back to me, very kind woman, got back to me again and said, Jimmy will not be able to do it at this time. Now, <laughs> did not surprise me, by the way. He's, right, he's right, a right. pretty big star. So normally when uh, I try to get a guest on the podcast and they rebuff me, uh, I am publicly polite, but privately, they're dead to me. Uh, okay. Now, <laughs> in Jimmy Buffett's case, uh, I have admired him and enjoyed him so much for so long that I want to say right here and now, despite you not being on my podcast, Jimmy, 
Uh, I've loved you for a long time. You're 76 years old now. God bless you. You're still great in your live performance. And I want to say this. You should be in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Buffett needs to be in the Rock and he Roll Hall of Fame. He is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It, it shocked me when I first wow. heard that. He has been eligible since 1996. And, and here's the kicker. He has never even been nominated. He has never even been a finalist to be voted on. And wow. it, it's just crazy because, you know, his following, I, I think it's the Parrot Heads, his super fans call themselves. I think that's comparable to the Grateful Dead and the Dead Heads. Uh, and, and the idea that, that you have a massive, uh, hugely passionate following that just follows you all over the country and has for decades and will as long as you live. And he's written some great songs. I think Jimmy, I don't know how keen you are on his music, but, you know, he has a reputation for being a little clownish, you know, party songs. And right. he, to this day, he's on stage barefoot performing, you know, so he's definitely... Uh, encourages a party vibe and and for that reason i think he's taken lightly a little bit because he's had some he's a great songwriter um you know come monday margaritaville is a great song uh a pirate looks at 40 he has <laughs> what's, had what's his song a long uh lovely cruise oh that's yeah, 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 yeah. oh that, my that's god that's a big one for me oh right? my yeah. god that, <laughs> i listened to lovely cruise so much last year that uh, Spotify gives you, you don't even ask for it. They give you the the your the hundred songs you listen to most, and uh, and and mine were all like ancient songs, of like um, you know, one was Mashed Potato by Dee Dee Sharp, <laughs> and another was Lovely Cruise by Jimmy Buffett. I don't think there was anything in the last twenty years. Anyway, uh, I am such a fan and an admirer of Jimmy Buffett, and you could also make an argument for him in the Country Music Hall of Fame, quite frankly, because. A lot of his, his songwriting style and his voice has a, a country tinge to it. And he's been a huge influence uh, in, in their own words uh, for guys like Kenny Chesney and Zach Brown and others. So he's had a great and, and people used to say, well, he's not really a rock and roll thing. Not really a rocker. But Dolly Parton isn't either. She got in. I yep. mean. Jimmy Buffett needs to get in, and I don't know what the issue is there. I wonder if some of the crossover stuff does it. Is Kenny Chesney in the Country Music Hall of Fame yet? I don't know. It would I be don't... weird to see him get in and not Jimmy Buffett, because all he's trying to be is Jimmy Buffett. Oh, totally. Yes. That, that, you know, so that would be interesting. Yeah, he's definitely the you know feet in the sand and a beer in your hand and you know yeah. the, the, the Jimmy Buffett guy. But I think Jimmy Buffett is so talented beyond his party persona that uh, he just needs to be rewarded for the career he's had and having yeah. he's still great I'm, he's still great. i'm not a buffett fan but i'm I, I think he should probably make it in the rock and roll hall of fame as well right. i'm surprised with that so. yeah i totally we should agree. we should take a break right here and then yeah. uh on the back side we've got three facts jack dad joke of the week some stuff about about the um the all-star game and yes. more all right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, again, if you all like Jimmy Buffett as much as I do, 
look up the uh, the uh, email for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm too lazy to give it to you here, so look it up and uh, and uh, inundate them with uh, with texts and messages saying uh, Jimmy needs to be in the Hall of Fame because he really does. Come on, uh, and we're still waiting, by the way, on Christopher in Salt Lake City to call us. All right, so uh, dad joke. Yeah, you know what? What do you call a bear with no teeth? I don't know, Greg. What do you call a bear with no teeth? <laughs> well, you you uh, mimicked it, but you didn't say it. A oh. gummy bear. A uh, gummy bear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> you did the impression, but you didn't come up with the words. Food, food stuff, like whether it's in jokes or food is funny. Yeah. Whether it's jokes or parody songs, like right. anything referencing food is is going to win. You know, yeah, that, for that, sure. That universal favor. Um, who always has a date on Valentine's Day? February. I don't a know. Calen- a calendar. A calendar. Ah, okay. I was in the right mindset, right. but wrong words. Gotcha. Okay. And, and finally, why was the pickle self-conscious? I, I don't know. He wasn't as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I like hey. that one too. That's good. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it gets a genuine laugh, then it's a good dad joke. Yeah, that's if good. If it gets a if it if it gets a groan, it's a good dad joke. <laughs> it just has to get some reaction. A reaction, right, right, right. That was that. That was a decent batch. That might be your best, like batch of three. That like collectively. Yeah, there might there might have been some that are better overall jokes, but the other two really drug it down. But that's probably the strongest grouping that you've that you've given us. Yeah, I actually have a grouping of dad jokes that um our fans sent in. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we told people oh, they yeah. could go to thegregcodyshow dot com. There's right. a little microphone on the right hand side, and click that and leave us a little voice message. Uh, we had lots of callers, and I'm gonna you know over the next few weeks I'll spring as we get. You know, good dad jokes in. I'll sprinkle them. We also had some people call with non dad jokes, and a couple of them are pretty good. We'll save those for later. But um, but yeah. So anybody else, you are still encouraged if you've got um something funny to say to us, or if you think you can destroy Greg with a better dad joke than the one he's been bringing you know, reading off the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. what? Go right, go you right mean, in. You mean you don't think I'm making I'm making these all up myself? What? <laughs> Before you go buy something from our store at shop.thegregcodyshow.com, stop by just thegregcodyshow.com. Bottom right hand corner on your you can do this on your phone or on your computer. There's a microphone. Click that. It'll take you to a place where you can record us a little message. And uh if it's good enough, if if it's funny, if it makes me laugh, or if it makes us want to, you know, you know, come at you a little bit, you know, it'll make it'll make the show. So, I've got a few. Um, and Greg, I'd like to know your thoughts of them. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to do a little nepotism first because my sister called in. We, we've actually converted her to listening to the show. By the way, nice, thank you. She's the only one in my family who does. But uh, what's your sister's name? This is my sister, Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Here we go. Hey there, this is Yeti's sister calling with a follow-up dad joke to the most recent episode. Um, I love the damn joke. Best damn joke I've ever heard. The fish running into a wall. Oh, right. hitting after the, the first fish swam into the wall and said, damn, there was a second fish that was swimming very closely behind it and, you know, got a little ticked off when... The first fish came to an abrupt stop, which made him run into the first fish. You know what he said? Dumbass. You didn't hear it, did you? No. What did he say? <laughs> so, one, you can tell she's my sister considering the uh, lack of um, 
uh, brevity. <laughs> well, not only that, but she's calling from a submarine or something. My son Michael is in the same submarine. Yes, she was literally underwater documenting the fish. <laughs> what, what, what was up with that? No, I didn't. Literally, did so not hear the punchline. The, the one fish, you know, hit his head and, and said, "Damn!" Right. The fish behind him ran into him. What did that fish say? I don't know. Dumb bass. Dumb bass. Dumb bass. Dumb bass. There we okay. go. Yeah. All right. So I will say. All right, so th- for all the callers, y'all got a lot of fish jokes. My gosh. Um, <laughs> and I must have had 15 people call in and say, and this one's not never going to make it. Hey, what do you call a fish with no eyes? And, you know, that was funny when I heard it five years ago. But when okay. I hear it for the 15th time in the same week, y'all got it. You, you guys yeah. have to bring some strong ones. Okay. I thought this is another fish related one that I thought was pretty good. What did the fish say when he ran into poo? bastard <laughs> okay it's so awful that it's funny it's just so bad, bastard. bad. delivery is the best part <laughs> yeah bastard yes it's like and you're it was, burping brad <laughs> right and it, was, and it was a beautiful recording it was like he was next door he might have been next door. In fact, there he is. He's looking at my window right He's now. Staring out of your window. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here, all right. We, we got one more for you. This is actually my favorite out of all of them. How does the hamburger introduce his wife? Meet Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Now wait a minute. Now that was funny. Meet Patty Meet was Patty. good. Yeah, that was very good. I want I want to send that man a free T-shirt. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see if I can. I have his email. I'll track him down. Okay, that that the, was great. The <laughs> yeah, that one caught me off guard because after the fifteenth, you know, I was like, right. oh, what's this one going to be? Meet and then Patty. Meet Patty. That was good. It was good. It's an, once again, though, food takes the cake. Hmm. That was yes, <laughs> exactly. That was really good. Thank you all. I appreciate that. We encouraging you encourage you to use that little microphone in the bottom corner of our website and and i also love to to would love to receive jingles songs parodies you know just anything musical he's trying to replace me now no but you know i just it's fun it's fun come on <laughs> jerry seinfeld it's fun it's fun um uh <laughs> so yeah we're still waiting on chris to call in from salt lake but he's yeah. there covering the nba all-star game and greg in your life what event have you watched the all-star game the most out of all of the events or the skills competition or dunk contest um or three-point contest okay the all-star weekend needs help yeah nba it needs help uh first of all the three-point contest is (laughs) the league is three points now like everybody's (laughs) shooting three points like it's no longer a novelty to shoot three from three points so the three-point contest has become outmoded. Uh, the dunk contest, everybody dunks. It's no longer a big deal to see people dunk. The game itself, there's never any defense. It, 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 the score is always 148 to 145. <laughs> Which is not too far from some regular season game scores now True, as well. I, I'm just not a big fan of, uh, of all-star games in any sport. The NFL has basically killed the Pro Bowl. They've turned it into a flag game. The NHL can't decide what to do. You know, the, the MLB, you know, tries to make it important. but That's can't. my favorite one out of all of them. Well, the Home Run Derby, I think, has become a thing. Yeah. Like, I think the Home Run Derby has become a thing. 
But did you ever watch, did you grow up watching the Home Run Derby TV series? No. They had a whole no. TV series called Home Run Derby and they'd play it, I think on Nickelodeon when I was a kid Yeah, and you know, just getting into baseball. I, I lived for that. Like you see Hank Aaron hitting home runs in black and white, you know? Oh really? No, I never uh, was zip to that. Yeah. They, they would have a whole TV series out of Home Run Derby, but yes, I, I, I that spectacle, they've, they've done pretty good at making, uh, making a good show out of that, but just the overall game, you're at least watching people play baseball. Like it's hard right. to play baseball at you know 50 percent right you kind of have to really play the game well the home run the home i I make fun of the home run derby because uh you have people throwing uh 40 mile an hour strikes right over the plate you might as well use a t it's it's like t-ball i mean (laughs) naturally you're gonna these aaron wow what a surprise aaron judge can hit 15 home runs in a row off a guy throwing 40 mile an hour meatballs right down the center of the plate. What is the challenge there? You know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, you know, well, you, but you can't, you can't say, you know, well, let's let them face live pitching because then that's just a baseball game. Right. You know? True. But, um, uh, and, and we'll see nobody hit anything over, over, you know, get people, people hit two home runs and a bunch of, you know, foul balls. Right. But overall, I, I like that. But growing as a kid, the dunk contest was the big thing for me. I never even watched that many all-star games as a kid. Right. But I certainly don't watch the game now. It, it has no interest for me in the NBA all-star game. But um, the skills competition is kind of cool, but I, I don't. it doesn't have the pizzazz and the no. flash that makes me want to tune in. Same with three-point contest, as you said. But the dunk contest, that was the premier event for me as a kid. And you know that that's when the shoe thing started really exploding. Michael Jordan was on his game. We had that, that incredible one with with Jordan and Dominique, and those iconic moments. I had the foul, the free throw line poster. You know, dunk, Jordan dunking from the free throw line. That right. was one of the few posters on my wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that was a big thing for me. But now I have a hard time even getting excited for that. Yeah, it it needs to be changed. I don't know how, but what could we do to save it, Greg? Um, eliminate it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I'm being some being you, cynical. You, 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 if you if you love something, let it go. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> clearly, it, like dunking is not a big deal, right? Right. right. It, it, like everybody dunks. The six, the the five ten guard can dunk the ball. You know, like like what is. What is the the art or the skill of dunking when everybody can do it all over the field, all over the court? Everybody can dunk the basketball. So here's what we need to do. What would you suggest, Getty? All right. Well, so he, let me talk about like the under the current state. What I always loved about like Michael Jordan jumping to dunk the ball was was like okay, he's tall. He's six six. Okay, that's tall. But like you still need some air to really you know to really throw it down. So like his dunks would, I mean, like you'd see a bunch of air under his feet and that's, it's prettier. It's, it's awesome. Right. Um, look, Spud Webb, Spud Webb dunking the ball was one of the, like his vertical on that was so impressive. Yeah. That to me is so much more exciting than someone who can jump two inches and just throw it in. Webbing it. Yeah. So like, I want to see people get air. Okay. I want to see like. The, the spins and stuff are really cool, but if it looks like you're barely getting to the basket to get it in, yes, the dunk counts, but like, I want to see air. I want to see hang time. Um, yeah. Hang time, working together. All right, sorry. Okay. Indulge me from a TV show from my teenage years. Um, okay. but, yeah. 
Hang time, putting it on the line. I have no idea what that means. I, pro- I probably got the the, uh, the the name or the the lyrics wrong, but that doesn't matter. Um, but I will say the one from seven years ago, Zach Levine and um, uh, Aaron Gordon. That had some really really great stuff to it because Aaron Gordon, as tall as he is and easily as he can dunk, he did some moves where like. He got his legs all the way up in there. He was taking the ball not through the legs and dunking, but he was actually taking it under his legs and dunking, and then over a mascot and under his legs and dunking. Right. That was impressive because there was big air. There was uh, in snowboarding they call it amplitude, like in the Olympics. They they give you points for amplitude, and I think we need to see that. So, I, do we raise the rims for the dunk contest? Make them twelve feet or le- or eleven even eleven and a half feet? I don't no, that's know. That's a good what, idea. What a reasonable. Who was um, the guy who uh, jumped over the car? There was somebody who jumped over a small car to uh, dunk the ball. Was it uh, Blake Griffin? It was Blake Griffin, I think. Uh, that's what you need. You know, you need 12-foot rims. You need small cars. I'll tell you what killed the dunk contest was at uh, arenas across the NBA now. As a halftime show, you see these acrobats on the small trampolines. Right, right. You know right, what I mascots. mean? Mascots, yeah. They're, yeah, and, and mascots even, and they're jumping off small trampolines. They're doing backflips. They're dunking the ball, and and it's like it. Okay, I mean, I, I'm just not that enthralled by the dunk. But yeah, it it uh it it just it, it's not as special as it used to be. Right. And and I want to see. I need points for how hard you throw it down because it it gets uh, considered. Um, it counts if you're able to dunk the ball in. But like, right. I need to. You know, you need to be able to put that thing down with some authority. Right. To, to impress me. And uh, oh, look! Look, Chris Cody's joining. I want to see a layup contest. I want to pick the dullest. <laughs> you want to see a layup contest? That's right. I want to see pick the dullest play in the NBA. Look at Chris Cody. He's dressed warm. Is it cold there? I didn't even consider the weather. Yeah, it's in the 30s right now. Wow, <laughs> that is so great. Look at you. You've got the reflector shades on. Well, speaking of dunking, I saw a video this week of Chris teaching his daughter how to dunk a chicken wing. Yeah, I mean, how to prevent the dribbles. You got to play the drip. Like when you dip a chicken tender in some ranch, the kids, these kids these days, they want to go directly from the ranch into the mouth without any hesitation. No, what you do is you lift the chicken tender above the ranch and you play the drip. The drips have notes. It's usually boop, 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 boop. And then it slows down. Yep. You know what I mean? And you got to play the drip. Wait till you've got a good rhythm for a feel for what the rhythm is. And then you, you take your bite accordingly. That is dunking 101 with Chris Cody. All right. Yeah. So how's Salt Lake so far? It's good. There's snow right here. Oh, wow. That is super cool. <laughs> Look at you, city boy. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of the last time when I was in Buffalo, my phone just died. <laughs> yeah. Have you arranged that again? So you only have to do this for a minute or how does that work? I do. I do have a little juice in my phone, but I do need to go soon because we're uh, we have a, a rehearsal soon for our live show. We're recording this on Friday and we are going live at 6 p.m. Local time here. So 8 p.m. Eastern okay. on YouTube. Oh, wow. Exciting. It, so be sure to tune into that two days, three days <laughs> yeah, prior right. to you, you listening to this. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right. So what's been the most fun thing so far? Um, we went bobsledding yesterday. Cool. Um, we did we did like the NBA experience thing today, you know, playing games and stuff, shooting hoops. Cool. But, uh, you know, Salt Lake City is, you know, it, these mountains help a lot. Like if, if they didn't have these beautiful mountains in the background, I don't know if I would love this place, but um, oh, Chris, there's a reason I never moved back. Yeah. I mean, it's a little dreary, 
Um, yeah. Not that exciting. Um, but, you know, I'm still having fun. I like to see new places. I'm happy I'm here. I've been asking everyone from here, like, what do we eat here? What's the thing? And everyone's oh. just like, we don't have we don't have anything. Yeah. What is the thing? No, there's not. There's not. Chris. OK, no, Greg, let me tell you. Funeral potatoes is all I've got. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that even mean? They're it's shaped like a like, casket? Man. It's basically like a hash brown with cheese and sour cream, but like they serve it as like side dishes. I don't know. That's like the only thing that seems to be only here. You know what wow. the state food is in Utah, Greg? Funeral potatoes? No, it's jello. <laughs> what? It's jello. And it, <laughs> and 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 I, I ate it several places. For for those for those who don't know, I served as a missionary for my church and instead of sending me to you know 22 years ago instead of sending me to argentina or brazil or russia they sent me to salt lake city huh. and uh and so the these people they they feed you all the time and they fed us jello but instead of it being like you know a sweet jello they put it on a garnish of lettuce and have beef inside of it whoa or this 90 year old couple gave me orange jello instead of having mandarin oranges there were onions inside of it oh and my it's like God. no no, this it's terrible, Chris. I, I was telling Juju this last, last night. I'm like, the food's terrible there. I said, uh, this lady told me one time, "You're from the South. I'm going to make you fried chicken." And I was so excited because I was a ho- away from home for the first time, and I was going to get fried chicken. And um, I walk into her house, and she pulls chicken out of the oven, and I was like, "You don't put fried chicken in the oven." <laughs> People Whoa. go to hell for 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 less than this, you know. And and it was shake and bake. It was cornflake chicken. And that's not fried chicken. That's baked chicken. And it was dry and it was terrible. And I was so upset. So it was breaded uh, chicken, is what yes, else she was saying. Yes, yes. And and that's she called it fried and got my hopes up. I was very very upset. Um, but Chris, there's also a restaurant. Greg, you tell me if this sounds like a place you want to eat. Chuckarama. <laughs> Does that <laughs> is that like Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's their of version e. of Golden Corral. It's like they and the the locals love it. They're like, yeah. oh, you want to go to Chuckarama? Yeah, let's all hate that. Let's all hate like, that. No, instead. no, you'll get dysentery and die on the Oregon Trail. So, Chris, stay away from Chuckarama, or unless you're serving a grid of death punishment. Noted, Christopher. Have you uh, met any NBA players? Any All Stars? Um, not really. We're going to be doing that stuff like sit up tomorrow. We're we're going to some DraftKings party tonight that is supposed to have a cool guest list um name drop for me uh i think fat joe's performing and i think your friend your friend uh like Wiz Khalifa. i think i think Wiz. <laughs> wow that's a good joke actually that's really good Thank you. it better be because i'm in trouble with joe now <laughs> no but uh i think Wiz khalifa will be there too okay um but yeah what was his big song black and yellow black and yellow black and yellow whoa yep just like just like that dad just like yeah that. okay all right <laughs> all right i gotta I go though because it's cold out here i'm leaving all right <laughs> Bye, nice chris. uh nice chatting with you <laughs> chris cody from salt lake city <laughs> I, I went to salt lake city once in my life uh i was covering um at the time university of miami football and they played brigham young and so flew into salt lake city and i remember you know, usually when I go to a new city for the first time, the way I judge it is, is this a place I would could could imagine living or is this a place I could imagine coming back to for a vacation? And Salt Lake City got a big no on both of those. <laughs> on uh, both? <laughs> yes, on both. It might have gotten a yes on could I see myself coming back if I skied? Mm-hmm. Like that's a, you know, eh, you know, I'm I'm not a snow skier, so uh, you know, but but good luck uh, SLC, Salt Lake City. That is, um, it's sort of cool for me to see Christopher 
uh, being sent on the road to major sporting events like this uh, by Meadowlark or Levitard Show or, uh, oh, wait, I, I was pretending we sent him on our dime. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Either uh, way, but, he gets to go. Does it remind right. you of your early days as a reporter? Well, I, it, it does. And, and for like 20 plus years of my career, I traveled a lot. I mean, I'm, like Johnny Cash, I've been everywhere, man. But now... Christopher is actually traveling for work-related reasons to sporting events more than I am, which is a mind blower. How, so what's the cool. furthest way you've traveled for a sporting event to cover for work outside of the Olympics? Outside of the Olympics? Oh, outside of the Olympics. Because um, Barca- you went to Barcelona, right? Was that yeah, the furthest? Right. Bar- I w- yeah, definitely Barcelona. Um, other than the Olympics, uh, I mean, into Canada, I've been. Okay. You know, West Coast. I mean, all over the country. So very good. Um, well, should we? Uh, should we get up? Catch up with three? We're getting close to the end of the episode. Should we uh, burn out a three facts, Jack? Yeah, let's do. And and I'll tell you what, three facts, Jack. I think we introduced um, a couple of months ago or something. Probably about six or seven months ago. Oh wow, really? Time flies. Yeah. I really like it because even at my age, there's some. There are things you learn every day, every week. You know, there's just something that. Life is constantly about learning new stuff, even if it's just a trivial little fact. I really enjoy that. And so if, if I'm bringing you all things that you didn't know that I didn't know until this week, then I'm, I'm happy to do that because I try to pick stuff that's a little bit interesting anyway. So I agree with that. Here we go. There are three things that interest him. So sit right back for three facts, Jack. Number three. Most might guess Egypt has the most pyramids in the world, but it's 138 still standing, only ranked second. The capital of pyramids is the neighbor that shares roughly 800 miles of border with Egypt and has an estimated 220 pyramids itself, Sudan. Uh, wow. How about that? Ah, now I wish, I wish Amin was able to join us from All-Star Weekend. We could have asked him about that. That's right. I didn't, uh, yeah, that, that, that's cool. Yeah. Apparently the, the pyramids in Sudan tend to be smaller but mm-hmm. taller i was going to guess maybe peru or, or or even mexico yes i think mexico when i was researching this mexico uh peru uh were definitely on the list of like where pyramids actually exist because there aren't that many countries where they they even do um number two why is the hot dog called the hot dog <laughs> the essential iconic all-american food originated in germany and German immigrants uh, brought the food to New York in the 1860s. And as street vendors, they would sell them as dachshund sausages after the long and skinny dogs they resembled. The American shorthand for dachshund sausages became hot dogs, and it stuck. <laughs> How about that? Wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog! Hot dog! <laughs> Salute to our friend, the hot dog guy in Savannah. Number one. I don't know why this this interested me enough to be number one, but a volt is a unit of measurement uh, of electromotive force commonly used in reference to battery power. But where did the word volt come from? Well, I found out that the electric battery was invented in 1800 by an Italian physicist named Alessandro Volta. That's right. The inventor... Uh-huh. Of the battery named Voltage in his own honor. I like it. Yep. And that's three facts, Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for three facts, Jack. Yeah. So, Greg, about that? Be- before we close out, um, you know, we there, there's been some chatter about your horse ownership, 
And um, <laughs> Chris gave you a little 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 crap last week about not realizing that the funniest name for your horse would be Greg Cody, as awesome of a name as rev- random evidence is. Right. Just norming it Greg Cody is the funnier option and should really be the one you go if you if you were to get another one. Okay. But uh, I mean, look, Clark has ownership stake in five. Who's to say we couldn't make multiple? That's true. But uh, we had we had some listeners, uh, Corey Stan. Corey Stanfield sent out his top five and I do have to get Corey. If you're going to send a list to something about the Greg Cody show, you should probably do it in Mount Gregmore format. Ooh, I like it. However, you did, you did notice something cool that no one else had noticed before, including us on the show. You actually have a lot of catchphrases or things from, from, you know, this show or, or your reputation on Lebedard that would make really good horse names. So he ranked his, um, his top five horse names that are Cody related. Okay. So number number five, he he called three facts. Jack, mm. not bad. The hard hard network out is another pretty good okay. name. You know, All right. um, uh, he said just Gregmore, but I would call one Mount Gregmore. I think I would I would put the mountain. Okay, there. and then uh, you never know. That's not bad. Okay. I'd probably rank it <laughs> lower than two, but that's still you know. You never know is coming around the final bend. Um, and then his number one is Zagaki. Wow. And, but all okay. of those would, you know, make pretty fun horse names, you know. They're not bad. They're not bad. But someone else said OLI, that that kind of thing. Tyler McPherson said oh, that, that, that kind of thing would be, that's another great one. That kind of thing down the home stretch. Your whole persona is built around great racehorse names, I, I in know. my opinion. It's almost um, like I planned it that way. And then I joked around and said Nelly's Diner, but then um, our, our friend uh, uh, John he he actually said Nailey's Diner. There we go. <laughs> okay. What 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 if we did this, Greg? Fans of the show, you could all pull your money together and start your own like little horse collective, and maybe you could purchase stakes and racehorses too, and you know, name them after fun things from the show. <laughs> you know what? What about that? You know. There you go. <laughs> they don't and, want to spend then, money. <laughs> if, if yeah yeah, we don't have to spend money, or you you buy enough of the horse that then Greg can you know, jump in with like 500 bucks for naming rights or something. There you go. I would do that. I would do that. I'm I'm still pulling for random evidence, but I have to admit some of those names suggested like Zagaki is not a bad name. Yeah. That's not bad. They're strong candidates. They'd be all would be great. Zagaki down the home stretch. (laughs) No, it's pretty good. They're not bad. So when, when, when does calmly first run? Uh, in June, I don't know the exact date. That's the Chantilly. Yeah. The Chantilly, um, She's uh, broken her maiden already, and she's only run two races and already won one. Um, she's in training right now in, in France, and, you know, high hopes. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Very good. Yeah. All right, Greg. Well, I think that's, that pretty much wraps up our episode. All right. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Christopher for joining us from Frigid Salt Lake City uh, for a short uh, bomb in. And uh, thank you all uh, every week. Really appreciate you uh, coming back every week. Tell your friends if you enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy the show, keep it to yourself. And uh, we <laughs> appreciate you. And, uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs> If you had to shout out one of the, your your show phrases, if you could, if you were only able to shout out one thing in bed, which one would it be? You never know.